defending champs start off their title defense with a win. The Dreadhawks crush the privateers. The Nanomites sink the keelhauls. Ha! And the Tacos start off with an injured Tony Romo and suspended Le'Veon Bell. Guess what that means? Gee, we got a taco week. Those are all highlights from week one, where today we'll be talking mainly about week two. And I'm too lazy to write an intro for it. From the Marvel Virtual Studios, it's a What's On Joe Mind Fantasy Football League Sports Desk Standard Edition. <laughs> standard Edition. I like it. It's uh, it's good that you put the Marvel tag on there because that gets uh, that gets everybody paying attention. When I wrote it, it was Civil War week on Blu-ray and DVD, so that was kind of what I was seeing all the commercials for. I don't know what week two is. I guess week two is uh, Apple iPhone week. I don't know. I, don't know. I still can't wait for Marvel's The Jeffersons. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mike Irizarry. Joining me, of course, Gary Godso, Jamie Johnson. It's time once again. It's actually past time for the What's on Joe Mind Fantasy Football League weekend recap. Uh, we took a pass on week one. Uh, had some family stuff come up on, on some ends, so we don't get paid to do any of this, and none of us, none of you want to hear us anyway. So we uh, we took a pass on week one. Figure we'll give the chan- the the league a chance to build a little momentum, if you want to call it that. If you want to call it that? Sure. We'll uh, we'll give a quick recap of the scores from week one. As Jay, as uh, Gary noted, rather uh, Paris off to a good start uh, with a ninety-seven to seventy-nine win in Charlottesville over the Keelhauls. Ah, Oregon Outpost seven eighty-eight one hundred Fort Wadsworth Warriors eighty-seven. <sighs> Gary taking an L. And into the Monday night game, no less. Yeah, former champion Josh Morgan ruining a season early, falling in the opener to Chris McLeod. <laughs> Vegas to Robo Skull Effers. 118 to 112. We said we set our goal out there. Everybody's got to beat the guy from the UK, and you cash in on that one in week one. What? Uh, anyway, anyways, 118 112, the final there. Chris McLeod, a winner. In his fantasy football debut, just much like Zach Hoffman was last year. Yeah. Jamie Johnson with the newly christened Tyler Hudson to Jace. Look it up. Yeah, exactly. We will leave that out there. That is Joe related, and we will leave you to figure out how. Maybe we could come up with some kind of a prize as to who figures that out first. The prize closet has not been dipped into lately. We can open up and give them something. It might be old, but we can give them something. So uh, we haven't figured out what it is yet, but uh, figure out what that title is, how it's related to G.I. Joe. You'll win something from the What's on Joe Mine prize closet. Anyways, uh, got lucky. Drew the, the New England bazookas in week one. Justin Bell, Tony Romo, and Le'Veon Bell in the starting lineup scored 41 points. you got to take a lap on that one. It's no longer the bazookas. They are now officially known as the tacos. 82 and a half to 41, so the double up. Double up! Uh, uh. Jamie gives the old Sir Mix-a-Lot. Double up! Uh, uh. <laughs> to the New England tacos. <laughs> Oh, double up! Uh, uh. Okay. Double up! Uh, uh. Uh, horror Show 117, Springfield Teal Ninjas of Tommy Folleroy 96. Good start for the Horror Show. Buffalo Wild Bills visit Long Island, pull out the win 90 to 79 and a half. RHP's uh, off on the on the skine. Uh, game of the week, Chuckbusters 138, going all exploding. Busted up the Mishawaka Blue Lasers. 120 points in a loss. Hey, at least the Chuckbusters are starting off early this year. Yeah, about yeah. to say. Uh, so, yeah, Mishawaka would have beat anybody else on the schedule. They drew Ty Sam's the Chuckbusters. Tough luck, guys. They'd have beat me by 40 points. It'd have smacked you up, man. It'd have smacked you up. And uh, lastly, uh, celebrity entrant Zach Hoffman, 101 over the Darklonia Privateers with 60. And that is week one, the week that was long ago. So where does that leave us, gentlemen? Gentlemen. <laughs> 
Gary, week two. That's right, week two. This is Damn not. It, a, I knew that. I knew this that. is not a quiz show. We do not ask difficult <laughs> questions here. I hit the buzzer first, Jamie. Damn it, Gary. Damn it. <laughs> Gary, start the music. Kick this off with a laugher. Uh, Josh Morgan, angry at the world after losing to Chris McLeod in week one, takes his anger out of the Charlottesville Keel Hall. 112 to 48. It's another Sir Mix a lot for you. Double up. That's the triple down, man. That's like uh, Sir Mix a lot with some tone loaf on the side. Well, it is. It's, it's, it, it is. It, they got a little extra on that, a little extra stank on that one. But 112 points. Didn't get much out of the uh, the quarterback position. 12 points for Eli Manning. Instead, Kelvin Benjamin with 22. The Broncos defense with 23. Leading the way. Four pyramid of touchdowns in their 112. Uh, meanwhile, Charlottesville, you want to talk about nothing from the quarterback spot. One point out of crab legs. One point out of Adrian Peterson and bigger problems there. Yeah. The way was led by Russell Wilson with 11 points. Too bad he was on the bench. Uh, but as far as guys who played flex spots, Sean McCoy, Victor Cruz, gave him eight points apiece. Ouch. Ouch. Thoughts? Nothing to be proud of. No. Just move on. You know? <laughs> I really just want to take the opportunity to use the nickname Crab Legs. There's nothing, there. There's nothing proud on the bench. Russell Get started Wilson. early on him. Russell Wilson, that's not looking good either, buddy. They're just no. a quarterback situation. That's a Seattle offense that has scored one touchdown at this point in the game, in the season, rather. Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, looking at uh, our, our second game, uh, slightly less in the shame department. Las Vegas and Chris McLeod uh, versus the New England Tacos, and that's it. it already... Our first tie of the season. Well, this is nothing new for, for Chris. He, he's British, so this is a tie is nothing new. He is used to just kind of holding the farm until the Americans show up. And unfortunately, we had to tell him in American football, we do not have a shooter. That is correct. Uh, he was saved by Philip Rivers and his 31 big points. Uh, Roberto Aguayo and his negative one from the kicker spot. One less point than everybody on this podcast. We were all tied with Tony Romo, who is still in Justin Bell's lineup. As <laughs> I was sharing a hotel room with Justin Bell as this game was happening. He was taunting me with the fact that he had not signed in to change his line. Oh, wow. So it's a thing now. Le'Veon Bell, also uh, zero points, still on suspension. Colts defense coming up large, zero <laughs> points. Just as many points as this podcast, kids. Uh, 28 points for Matt Forte, leading the way to the tie. Uh, Las Vegas still undefeated, 1-0-1. I tip my cap to Chris McLeod. And the Tacos, 0-1-1, not in the cellar. That I think that puts them like seventh in the league overall or something dumb like that. You guys are terrible tying already in week two. <laughs> terrible. Thoughts? If he had started, you know, many of the players that weren't out at the flex spot or running back spot, easy win. Easy, yes. You know? And then on the other side, it, you know, from, from a bench standpoint, you know, maxed out, you know, one point on the bench, left one point on the bench. So, you know, yeah, four, maxim four maximizing your effort there. You know, yeah, got to give it to him. Four points out of Antonio Brown's a little weird. So Chris caught a kind of caught a bad week. Right? I mean, we have to, yeah. looking at it objectively, that's not going to happen too often. 
I know that, you know, the, the British guy is not all about the defense there, but... That's Canadian. It's part of the uh, part of the royal package, <laughs> part of the empire. <laughs> um, the royal package. Was that the finisher for uh, Lord Stephen Regal? Yes, it was. The royal package. <laughs> Uh, but cornerbacks and defensive ends are not where points are at in this league. So, you know, there is a bit, an ability to upgrade there to get more points as the season goes on. Well, speaking of uh, the importance of defensive players, let's go to the What's On Joe Mind Bowl. Uh, Jamie Johnson and Tyler Hudson at Jace, 77. Gary Gatso's Fort Adsworth Warriors, no mispronunciation, 76. Uh, to give you an idea there, uh, Buccaneers defense. Good job on that one, Jamie. Minus four. Hey, hey, but, hey. You know, I'd like to thank Zach Miller for the, for the cheap Monday night win with the, you know, late touchdown pass from Bears QB Brian Hoyer. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I turned it off at that point. 24 points out of two defensive specialists for, for Jamie uh, yeah. versus three points out of two defensive specialists uh, for the Fort Adsworth Warriors. Gary, why don't you fill us in? I mean, obviously, we know the point you're trying to make there, but uh, at 0-2, why the name change? There's no W's in Fort Wadsworth. That's right. There are no W's in Fort Wadsworth. 0-2. Jamie Johnson, 2-0-0 to start the season. Uh, You Um, have scored fewer points than anyone imaginable. Hey, man, it's all about fantasy football defense, buddy. I'm giving up less than 60 a game. Uh, ben Roethlisberger led the way for Tyler Hudson and Jay's 23 points. Derek Carr had 30 in Oakland's loss for Fort Adsworth. And uh, again, not much on the bench there, so good job by you guys playing what you got. Gronk being out's a killer. It's not helping me at all. No, that is an absolute killer because Jason Witten is he's just kind of a tight end. He's just kind of normal at this point. Dallas isn't scoring a ton of points. They have Witten going out in the patterns, but I think they have him coming back to give a little extra protection to Prescott because really they don't have another quarterback to go to if this one gets hurt. He's the best option available I have. There's really not a lot out there. There is not. And Blair Walsh is just killing me with his missing field goals. He is uh, the an early run for Shankopotamus. He might have that title. Uh, Graham Gano is going to be tough to knock that one out of. Hey, Gary, if it makes you feel better. No, it doesn't. I added Will Compton in, his, in 11 points Sunday morning. With star. I already said it before you said it. It doesn't make me feel any better. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> One last note, I would like to say that I have never beaten Gary in this league, and so cheap, terrible win, I'm all about <laughs> He's honored it with a Canadian accent. Moving forward, the Buffalo Wild Bills uh, improved to 2-0-0 with a win over the, the home hard show. Another tough week for quarterbacks there. Andrew Luck only 10 points. Uh, when you look at the... <laughs> When you look at the 28 that Tyrod Taylor tossed. What's going on in the background? I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that Jamie? Must be. Uh, well, I'm, I'm on location on, on the podcast, so we're moving locations. Ah, uh, he's in the bathroom. Okay. Gotcha. It's often been said that this ver- this this iteration of what's on Joe Mind is kind of <laughs> There you have it. It's official. Back to your highlight package. Back to the highlight reel. Uh, 110 for Buffalo Wild Bill, 84 and a half for the horror show horror show left a lot on the bench this week andy the red rifle dalton 20 points would have been an improvement of quarterback stefan diggs 24 points yeah with the backup quarterback yeah with the backup quarterback and in minnesota in a 17-14 game he's the one guy scoring will fuller 10 points would have been a night flex 
competition over the likes of Jeremy Langford or Rashad Jennings. So a lot of points left there. 54 points would have uh, would have outscored Justin last week. I can't edit this out, Jamie. You're killing me. <laughs> Dude, wipe later. Seriously. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm back. You good? I think so. But, uh, Buffalo Wild Bills, Tyrod Taylor at 28, as we had said, uh, 17 out of Melvin Gordon. That's your boy, Gary. What's up with that? Yeah, a lot of good he did me last year. <laughs> a lot of good he's doing me this year. I, I believe he has already scored four more touchdowns than he did all of last season, in which case I think he's got four touchdowns. He's going to end up scoring all of them for that team because Woodhead's out for the year. Yeah, uh, so is uh, so is Keenan Allen went to IR. That's, that's not good either, so... Get ready, Melvin Gordon, fantasy owners. That's your guy. So, Gary, I'm noticing a trend here. Are you like the Madden curse now? It would appear that way this year. <laughs> were you Were you on the uh, the cover of the What's on Joe Mine Fantasy Football League video game, Gary? Yeah, did you not see it? I did not. I, I tend not to play that one. Fantasy football is kind of lame enough. We don't need a video game version of it. I was also on the cover of What's on Joe Mine Fantasy Football Illustrated. That I knew about. Because remember, afterwards, we were both invited to go hang out with the swimsuit models. Well, it just means hanging out with Joe Colton, and we don't really give Yeah, I know. The, the luster's worn off on that one. <laughs> Moving forward, Ty Sam's the Chuck Busters, making up for last year, 2-0-0 with the spot start. Uh, 104 to 86 and a half over Springfields and Tommy Fauntleroy. Uh Tommy Fauntleroy, ice cold to start the year, 0-2. 17 points for Aaron Rodgers. In another mediocre showing there. Got to be worried about him at this point. Jamie Johnson. I think we're on the downside. I think he's lost a little bit of arm strength, but that offensive line is terrible, and, and he will. Aaron Rodgers will not be the only quarterback to look terrible against that Minnesota defense this year. The middle of that Green Bay offensive line is like the creamy center of a Twinkie. They are terrible. I, I understand, you know, you let Josh sit and go because uh, salary cap purposes, but... I mean, a 29-year-old guy who's been to a Pro Bowl, and you're letting him go to get your billion-dollar quarterback destroyed. Good job, Green Bay. Normally, I'm on board with whatever they do personnel-wise. They don't make a lot of mistakes, but I have to say that they made one there. 17 points for Rodgers, 15 for Latavius Murray, uh, 13 for Navarro Bowman out of the defensive spot. Vikings defense. There you go, Jamie Johnson. 13 points for the Vikings defense. And the game where they really didn't get turnovers, they just squashed Green Bay. Uh, meanwhile, Springfield led by Preston Brown. Uh, if you haven't heard of Preston Brown, well, you're not alone. Uh, 18 and a half <laughs> points out of the defensive spot. I bet you people up in Canada have heard of Bootum. They have probably heard all of them. They are all about the Preston Brown. Uh, 16 out of Julio Jones, 14 for Delaney Walker, 14 for Larry Fitzgerald. A whole lot of roster question marks going into week three for Mr. Fauntleroy as it is full of cues. All kinds of questionable plays there. Um, can't replace four guys from the bench. No. Might be time to hit the wire. Which is also called roster. That's right. Roster base. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zach off at Seattle Dreadnoughts continue as well. 2-0. Uh, setting the RHPs tumbling to an 0-2 start. 100. I feel you, RHPs. 89 and a half. Gary always feeling the RHP. Mm. Oh, yeah. 36. Now, is that 36. before or after Walter Bayer? <laughs> During. During. 
Oh, but he's got a problem with the flex position. Yes, he does. Actually, he has two problems. <laughs> but, uh, there, there is uh, all kinds of red letters on the RHPs, uh, but we'll get to that in a second. Cam Newton with 36 in Carolina's big win. you got to be kidding me. The Giants and Saints combined for 29 points, but uh, San Francisco and Carolina blow up for more than 70. Okay, sure, this makes sense, NFL. Thanks for that one. But 36 points for Cam Newton, uh, 14 out of C.J. Anderson, 14 for the resurgent Texans defense. Granted, it was only Kansas City's offense, but what the hell. Meanwhile, the RHP is 24 for Ryan Tannehill. A good showing against New England there. Uh, 17 for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, 17 for Gio Bernard. Too bad he's on the bench. What'd they get out of their starting tailback? Jamie Johnson. Zero. Zero. Jay Stu on the bench in the first quarter with a pulled hammy. Because that's what Jonathan Stewart does. Come on, Rockmaster Angelo. You're better than that, man. You're better than that. All kinds of tough spots for the RHPs coming out. Dante Moncrief going to be gone about six weeks. Yeah, that wasn't a headshot. Yeah. Well, it's his shoulder that's broken, so clearly. No, clearly, yes. (laughs) Eric Ebron, Detroit tight end, taking his familiar spot on the bench with an injury. Brandon Marshall, not a guy who misses games. Probably going to miss week three. Uh, And lastly, J.J. Watt. That dude's going to play. How effective will he be is the question. These injuries are going to start to take their toll eventually. Uh, and lastly, he lost Danny Woodhead to IR, uh, so the bench even gets thin. Mm-hmm. This is a big week for the RHPs. Got to put something together on the fly there, Rock. Got to make this happen. Got to go with what's out there. Maybe make some trades. <laughs> Dark Loney recovers, gets to 1-1 one and one with a 108-81 win over the Mishawaka Blue Lasers. Uh, our professional sports guys are 0-2. And hopefully we'll have them on the program to talk to next week. Good thing, because this way we'll have a nice uh, pattern that we can mock them for. Uh, 27 points out of Jimmy G. I was in New England. That's all they did. They called him Jimmy G. Now, is Dark Loney going to pick up Jacoby Brissett this week? <laughs> oh, I bet he will. <laughs> I bet he's already there. 27 points. Considering he only played a quarter and a half, that's a pretty damn impressive total. 15 points out of Graham Gano who would like to remind you, no Gano's is good Gano's with Graham Gano. And then, of course, 13, Carlos Dansby, the Cincinnati linebacker. 12 from Tyrell Williams. Lots of double-digit uh, players for Darklonia last week. Nice overall effort. Uh, whereas Mishawaka left a lot on the bench. 16 out of Drew Brees, a little bit of a soft week. Arian Foster uh, went to the bench in the first quarter, did not return. Zero points. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt would have been nice with his 18. I don't know how you're sitting that guy. Because he wasn't playing the Colts. He's playing the Dolphins. But uh, A.J. Green hampered a little bit, only three points. But, hey, he got 17 out of Martellus Bennett, scooping up all those Gronk leftovers. Nice pickup there by Mishawaka, but not enough. Again, getting smoked by 27. What's up, fellas? Jimmy, Craig, what's happening there? And it's just a matter of time before Paul Pozlaski you know, blows up. Well, he'll he'll have two great games, and then he will be felled by some kind of knee injury uh, somewhere in week six. Coming to that point, yeah. He's got about four weeks left, and including a bye. <laughs> how, how how messed up is it that we've got the Paul Pozlaski death watch going? I do have the square that says week six. <laughs> First half. First, I got, I got week six, second half. I'm going to be optimistic week nine. You're crazy. I don't know if Paul Pazlunzi has ever seen Week 9. Only on Madden. Lastly, uh, game of the week, Paris. Oh, my God. Snowden. 
exploding all over the place. 148 big points all over Oregon Outpost 788 and Aaron Rayfield. Uh, 111.5. Again, would have been a winner most most places. Not against Paris. Holy smoke, Debbie Gotso. What you hiding from us? So we'll give you the rundown here for, for Debbie Gotso's high-scoring Paris Dynamites. 30 from Carson Palmer. Uh, 22 for the Cardinals' defense, doing unspeakable things to Tampa Bay. Uh, 20 points for Isaiah Crowell, the Cleveland back. There's your one-off. 18 for D'Angelo Williams. Uh, 15 for Zach Brown, the Buffalo linebacker. Uh, 15 for Craig Robertson, the New Orleans linebacker. Big defensive plays. This is why we have defensive specialists. Eight for Odell Beckham. Seven for Antonio Gates. Four for T.Y. Hilton. There's your there's your offensive firepower right there. Screw that. Get me some defensive players. Oregon Outpost, uh, you know, not bad. Again, the most weeks they're going to win uh, 20 points out of Blake Bortles. Uh, 19 out of Greg Olson, 18 out of Eric Decker, but just not enough. Just an onslaught. 15 for the Panthers' defense in in that bloodletting. Left a lot on the bench. Weird as it is to say, uh, Travis Benjamin uh, in San Diego. Of course, nobody knew he was going to play that much uh, because everybody in San Diego, everybody else in San Diego, rather, got hurt. So uh, if you had popped him in one of the flex spots, they would have only lost by 20. Which would have just been more demoralizing. True. Would have been a Mishawaka Week 1 defeat where he would have been over 120 and still getting smoked. Yeah, go ahead and take the blowout. You realize it a lot earlier on. It's going to be bad. Just try try and get your backup quarterback in there if you can. Try and draft a third kicker. Just make it, make it that much more humiliating. It's like, well, of course I got beat by 50. I had three kickers on the team. That's how it works. But then do absolutely nothing and you tie. Let's go to the standings. First to the Hama. Jamie Johnson in first place. He's not in first place, but he's tied for first. He is tied for first place with Tyler Hudson and Jay, with, with his Tyler Hudson and Jay squad. With the Paris Dynamites, Debbie Gotcha. She's got the points. Both 2 0 0. Debbie is slaughtering in terms of points in that division. She is right now the early leader for the James Cavanaugh. How ironic is that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Las Vegas at 1-0-1, oh, uh, half a game out. Pyramid of touchdowns and Oregon outpost. Last two champions, 1-1, uh, one one, so hot on the trail. Uh, the New England Tacos, 0-1-1, oh, one one, uh, last but certainly least. Charlottesville and the Forts Adworth. Uh, Fort Adsworth Warriors. It's Adsworth. Adsworth. There's no W. That's true. I would have missed that entirely. Thank you for the correction. No problem. Then when we look over at the Dixon... Chuck Busters, Seattle Dreadnoughts, Buffalo Wild Bills, all two and up. Chuck Busters with their 242 points in command with the tiebreaker. Horror Show and Darklonia, one and one in whatever you want to call that, second or fourth place, depending on how you do it. And at 0 and 2, we've got Mishawaka, Springfield, and the RHPs. Come on, Rocky Tarantula. Come on, man. Come on, man. The top three teams in league history currently right now, 0 and 2. So a combined 0 and 6 is what you're saying. Yes. 0 and 6. Let's look ahead to week 3. Do we have any look ahead to week 3 music? Um, it's going to keep going with the NFL films. There it is. Gotcha. Right there. All right. Look at it next week. Uh, somebody's getting off the schneid as Mishawaka flies into Long Island to play the RHPs. Well, shoot, Rock's made some roster moves. He's only got nine guys at the moment, so that that, that roster is uh, certainly not 
not finished as of yet. He's got nobody in the flex spot. Again, it's a work in progress. We said that he was going to have to pull out some miracles, and some miracles was is ah. what we might be looking at. Wow. And you got to play some Mike Wallace. He's the only guy they got in, in, in Baltimore Rock. Come on, buddy. Got to get him in a flex spot at least. Moving forward, who else needs a win next week? Ah, another game of past champions. The Tacos in Charlottesville to take on the Keelhalls. 0-1-1 against 0-2. Hard times for a couple of long-standing, venerable What's on Joe Mine franchises. The Darklonia in Springfield take on the Teal Ninjas. Tommy Folleroy uh, looking to end his uh, beginning of the season slide. 1-1 against 0-2. Got uh, Darklonia plus 6 in that game. Springfield is favored at home, as they should be. And remember... It's no easy way to get to Springfield. <laughs> you gotta fly in and then you gotta take a bus or some other crap. I don't know. Get a rental car. <laughs> Gary Gotso and the no W's. Do you like how my team abbreviation? That is a winner. Play it hosts to the Robo Skull Effers. How you feeling about that one, Gary? You like that one? I need the fans to show up. You got it's Pack the House Day at the AdSource. Aryers Stadium. You are a uh, seven-point dog in that one, Gary. Seven-point dog to the English guy. Well, that's why we play the games on Sunday. I'm looking for a tie there. (laughs) Let's just do do the British guy at the top. Jamie Johnson packs Tyler Hudson to chase on the flight, gets out to Oregon to see Aaron Rayfield. Tyler Hudson is a five-point dog in that one. We're not done. There's going to be some some roster baiting here. We're not done in there. Got to get some offense, man. Got to get some scoring in there. We might bring in the Duke. I have way Maybe. too many Cleveland Browns on my team. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a bad that's a bad trend. Horror show flies into wherever the Chuck Busters are from. Uh, one and one against two and zero. Oh, Ty Sam's trying to keep it going. Maybe he's going to go seven and zero oh this year instead of zero oh and seven. Maybe that's what we're looking at. Paris taking on Pyramid of touchdowns. Two and zero oh against one and one. Uh, Debbie, we'll see if the onslaught can continue. She's ready to make her run of former champions. Her for, against former champ Josh Morgan. We've been doing this long enough. We kind of got a lot of former champions. We got four on the schedule every year now. So, Well, right now she's in, what, third consecutive week of playing a former champion? Yeah. She's putting a run on the table. And we'll see how she does. Yeah, she is a, a 12-point favorite in this one. Carson Palmer at Buffalo. That might be a lot of points. <laughs> So what's the over-under on Carson Palmer at Buffalo, Jamie Johnson? I mean, I'm going to go a little low. I'm going to put it at 28, but you, you take what you want. I the only reason he'd be under 38 is going to sit him. Like at halftime, uh, we don't need to come back college, college, college football style. Fair enough. Wow. Now's your chance. Pick up Drew Stanton. You could get some extra bonus points. You calling that one out there, too? Yeah, I am. <laughs> That's going to be your your inside sports pick of the week. Yeah, you want to listen to me and Owen, too. <laughs> I pick winners. <laughs> winners. <laughs> Guaranteed locks. Call me. Here's my number. Here's your lock of the week. <laughs> Game of the week, Zach Hoffman and the Seattle Dreadnoughts fly into Buffalo to take out the Wild Bills. Uh, two 2-0 two teams battling for supremacy in the Dixon. Freaking Zach, he's a hustler. He is absolutely a hustler. He played us last year. <laughs> 
he suckered us in to thinking that he was some sort of, I don't know anything, I'm a part-time player, I'm a casual fan, into a, what, a 500 record last year? Winning record last year, 87. He was in the playoff hunt until the last week of the season. He is hustling us all. I'm convinced of it. I see him out there with his cane and his pimp jacket and his big hat. We see you, Zach Hoffman. We see you, buddy. So, uh, Gary, are we getting off the schneid? I hope so. Jamie Johnson, we uh, staying off the schneid? At some point in time, scoring less than 80 points a week in fantasy football will catch up with you. But this is not the week. This is not it. Call, this call this it a win. Not it. He's throwing down the gauntlet. Sub-70 is going to win here, folks. <laughs> First one to 60 wins. You take that, Aaron Rayfield. You chew on that defending champ. Gentlemen, we are at that point in the show where it's late. We're going to talk legitimate football for this moment. Gary Godso, your thoughts on the NFL heading into week three. Just stick with the hometown team, do a little hometown cooking. Colts, if you're not going to have a defense, you got to start off early with some points. You, you can't just go down there and go a couple three and outs and expect to uh, still be in a ball game where you don't have to come back ferociously in the second half. It's going to be a long season for the Colts. I don't even see them getting anywhere close to a winning record at this point. Uh, So it's looking like an early draft pick for the Colts, which better spend it on some defense this year. Yeah, that uh, that defense is a dumpster fire, man. They're they're pretty bad. Would you say it's dipped in kerosene like last year's Saints squad? We're not quite there. Because defensively, they did okay last week against Denver on the road. Oh, rookie quarterback. Yeah, a couple of pick sixes were, were a bigger deal than what the defense did. Let's just say they're hanging around uncomfortably close to that kerosene station, that's for sure. Dude, uh, uh, Jarrell Freeman, what kind of a difference did that guy make? Obviously a big one. Look what number they're letting him wear. Yeah. Mike Singletary said, hey, kid, I like your game enough. You can wear 50. Damn. Damn. Uh, Colts can let him go, though. They got enough guys. They have, like, two. Two, they're good. (laughs) I'm hearing that if you go to their headquarters on 56th Street and take a number, when they call your number, you can be one of their defensive backs. Exactly. You can play strong safety this week. But uh, they got Devontae Davis's dissected ankle and the corpse of Robert Mathis, and they're good. They're good. They got this. Well, they have to quell Jackson. All right, fair enough. Quell Jackson is pretty good. Yeah, so Jamie Johnson... Week three in the NFL. If you're a Patriots fan and you think Tom Brady's going to be good for three years, then you fleece somebody with Jimmy Garoppolo. That game and a half that you put up is fool's gold for somebody, and you can spin that into a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and another pick. You trade him. You trade him in the offseason and ride Tom Brady to the hard balls. Hey, that brings up a very good question. We've now seen Castle do well on that system. Garoppolo obviously had a couple good games. Brady owns the system. I just used the word system now. Yes. I'm sure Brady would be a good quarterback someplace else, but would he be the same quarterback someplace else? Well, welcome to your 2018 Los Angeles Rams, Tom Brady. It's like homecoming. You, uh, you, I was in New England last weekend, and you have to believe that they were congregating at the airport with pitchforks and torches 
to get me out of town. I was I was beating that drum so hard. <laughs> it's a sore spot for them. Wow. Like, man, there is a full-blown, oh, my God, what are we going to do now? We have too many quarterbacks. We have too many good players who can thrive in our offense. I hate Boston so much. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, it's not even the teams. It's just the fans. They yes. cannot handle success. It drives me crazy. They can't handle failure, and they're even worse at success. I, I, oh, God. Just enough already. You people are nuts. Brian Greenwood, you're a good sport. You like too much home cooking, but you're a good sport. You are. Hey, man. Hey, hey. He got 27 points out of a quarter and a half of the Jimmy G show. It can't be that much. We should all be that lucky, right? Yeah, if I could find someone on the Colts to give me 27 points, he'd be in my lineup too, I guess. Yeah, see? I'm all about home cooking. Colts, you put them all together, they might give you 27. Well, I don't have enough bitch spots. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Commissioner. Do we have a complete team spot on the roster? Not quite, but it's either going to be Greenwood or Zach is going to be the first one to fill it out. <laughs> or Debbie with the Colts. The <laughs> I'm just going to, that'll be, that's my goal next year, just get all the Browns. Not, not, a, not a word about the, the Bears and suddenly playing competitive football, Jamie? The Bears stink. Yeah, they stink. They do. But at least I'll give them credit for this. Thanks. At least there's finally some signs of life on that defense. Yes. Yes. It took John Fox a little bit to get his system and some, you know, reasonably talented young people to play it. So there's life there. But that offense, just that O-line and quarterback stink. Agreed. Play Brian Hoyer. I'll see Colts fans on draft day trying to figure out which one of the top ten best players we're going to pick. That's all right. (laughs) Going to have that big coin flip to battle out who gets the number four pick. That's right. (laughs) Right there, sharing bowls of popcorn. I tell you, uh, I'll I'll, I'll give my thoughts on something related to this. I'm not used to getting off to winning starts. What's up with my New York Giants 2-0? Not scoring any points. They spent $3 billion on defense, and it actually worked. It's kind of nice. Now, who would have thought after that last year track meet that they had that the New Orleans Giants game would have ended in a last-second field goal on on such a low-scoring game? Yeah, I mean, the fact that it ended on a last-second field goal is not that strange. I would figure 41-38 or something along those lines. You know, they'd both be a little bit better than they were last year. But 16-13? That's like an old-school... 80s Colts game versus the Patriots. Yeah, that's like that's like uh, Jeff Hostetler playing against Bobby Abair or something in the 1990. That's Dean Biasucci five field goals. <laughs> oh, the Dino. Colts Jets at their finest. Now, Mike, question <laughs> yes, for you. Jets. <laughs> As a Giants fan, are you concerned that Eli might get confused at some point in time during the season and go to Peyton's house on Sunday? I I guarantee that will happen at some point. Okay, they got to be pretty good nachos. You got to figure he's that that dude ain't cooking them himself. Some 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 well paid professional is showing up to make nachos. Yeah, that dude can't boil water. He can't make toast. Those commercials are great, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they are. That was another part of being in New England last week, and that was awesome. Is that every time Peyton Manning came on the TV, somebody was bitching about it, and he was <laughs> on the TV a lot. <laughs> hey, how soon will it be before he ends up in the booth with one of the networks? Uh, maybe another couple of years. I, I think 
he's probably at that stage. I mean, obviously, we're seeing him all the time because he's doing commercials and stuff. I don't imagine that Peyton Manning has watched a lot of football. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be immediate, but I see him in the booth doing color commentary certainly in the next five years. And I actually see him starting off on the college level, maybe even doing some SEC games for ESPN or something. Exactly. I, I think that he is probably paying attention to the Vols, but I think he's probably a little too close to, to being an NFL player to really be watching a lot of NFL games. Did you hear him when he hopped in the booth on when he did his guest appearance for a quarter on Monday night? Yeah. I, yeah. Man, I don't know if if football's ready for someone to give you what you really want to see, right? Like, you know, you line up and they're like, oh, they're doing this. I mean, that guy, he broke those plays down and he's like, look, if the D lineman comes up here, that's the play. He's doing it at the level that Madden did it. That's why everyone liked Madden. And then Madden would illustrate it and sit there with the sound effects, boom, boom, and he's drawing lines and everything. He's doing it without the lines, though. But he's he's giving you on the same detail of what's going on in the play, exactly as Madden did in Madden's earlier days, before he just sat back and was watching games going, yeah, that's a good play. Ah, uh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre, love the guy. Ah, uh, Brett Favre. Have his baby, Brett Favre. Holy cow. Oh, that's, that's, sorry, that's... But, yeah, I think you're right. I, I think that's a great point. I think that that, that guy is... He's, he has the unique ability to, to explain some next level stuff and much like John Madden did 25 years ago when John Madden almost single-handedly created a smarter breed of football fan I think in a couple years Peyton Manning might do the same uh, provided he if somebody might overpay him to get into coaching hey that's 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 it for week three or for week two uh, we're looking forward to week three we'll be back next week with another shot of the What's on Joe Mind Fantasy Football League. For Gary Gotso and Jamie Johnson, I'm Mike Arizari. Everybody have a great week, and we'll see you on Sunday. We're in three minutes.